Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Left Unread, welcome. the show with two hosts two. and one title. Uh, and one uh, cat. There's only one on cat bed. betwixt us. Uh, yeah. So and he, and he is sitting right at me, and he is—he's expecting. He needs the—he needs the head. Oh, actually, he wants some of my Charleston chew. That's what he wants. I don't blame him. We were just talking before <laughs> yeah. we started the show about what a good candy Charleston chews are. Charleston uh, chews. I don't know if Charleston chews are. I'm assuming at this point that they are national, but I—I I think I was just telling Evan. I think they're from <laughs> around here. Yeah, um, and there's a, there's a lot of Charlestons in uh, in the country, so yeah, could be there from, are yeah, could we, be could be West Virginia, don't. could be South Carolina. Well, it's named it's named after the dance, not after a destination. Um, yeah. It does seem like a Boston snack. Uh, I think so. <clears throat> it seems like a Boston snack. It does, but it it's then it got sold to Nabisco. That's the company. <clears throat> so I was just telling Evan that. Well, I, you know, I'm not. I, I, I've met the former owners of Charleston Chew. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Anyhow, they're they're nice people. Um, yeah. And it's a good candy, old school candy, nougat. Yeah. Chocolate nougat, marshmallowy. Nice and easy. Yeah, it's it's good. I, li- I like candies like that. You know, like cowtails. Cowtails are good. I like cowtails. Goatsies. I <laughs> love goat. I dude. Well, goatsy's I love, the company. I, I mean, love spreading the goatsy you know, between my cheeks. That's you know? also I've got a, and I have to assume that this was intentional. My background image, because this is a more recent shot of. Well, let's uh, start the show. Let's just start okay. the show. <laughs> yeah, let me get, let me get a bite of my. Yeah, get a bite of your Charleston chew, and then we'll and while and <laughs> and while you're eating it, because of course we play. This we is play this the, is uh, left unread ASM. Uh, ASMR for the Chalk Chew Edition. We, uh, we play the theme song in real time and listen to it as we record. So this will give Evan time to um, to eat his Charleston chew. Chew upon my Charleston. To chew upon his own Charleston. To suckle upon his sweet. And, uh, it's nectar, Joe. And then by the time the theme music's done, which is of course playing right now as we're speaking, yep. uh, we'll be back. So, delicious. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, so, lots of things to talk about uh, aside from the Charleston Chew, believe it or not. Um, yeah. First of which being, so a few things happened this past week. So, yeah. I know I have this habit of, of promising awesome. folks that certain things will happen at certain times. Yeah, we should we should start we should start. I just need to never ever cuz it's I feel yeah. like it's a jinx. Like I feel like if I say next yeah. week we're going to do this thing I, then it, I also feel like when you say it it's a jinx. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that you probably blame a lot of problems with the show on me, but that's a later I do not. 
But uh, so uh, it's probably pretty fifty-fifty. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that seems to be the case. But um, yeah. So two things happened. One, uh, and I'll let Evan describe this to you. But Evan got no. Evan got a, a, a wild case of the fucking the galloping crud, and um, yeah. it it, yeah. it laid him low. And then I was like, oh well, I can I can finish part five of the Mongols, but. Um, the books that I had requested from the library were delayed, and then I and the library was closed because. So <laughs> apparently, librarians feel like they are entitled to functioning air conditioning during the summer. Um, which librarians I, have had it too good for too fucking long. Yeah, they really have. Um, <laughs> so they closed, and then I whatever. So I didn't get my books until today. Um, I've been using two mm-hmm. main sources for the first bunch of episodes but now that the scope of things mm-hmm. is expanding is um, so is the episodes. scope of my research and uh so i just i just didn't leave myself enough time i didn't get my books on time so um yeah we can talk about <laughs> yeah mine all right <laughs> so illness usually cam's the one who's going on about the diarrheal episodes although I, I i believe i've talked about the first time i got norovirus you know listen man you don't have to lead off <laughs> on your description of your bodily functions by saying hey before i talk about uh, my body just keep in mind that this is usually that cam's the gross one no it's true not today dude I, I smell great yeah everything's been fine with me well i smell great you know but i didn't a few days ago you look um, you look lighter yeah like in your face you can see it yeah oh yeah i lost it's, like 10 pounds it's water weight bro you can see it yeah it's I, freaky. I, I lost like 10 pounds in like three days uh, so I got norovirus again this weekend. I assume it was. Um, at first, I thought it was uh, food poisoning, but my poor bastard of a roommate. Uh, I'll I'll get to that part of the story. Uh, but um, so Sunday, I wake up. I'm supposed to go see fucking Barbie with a uh, friend of the pod, Patrick. Yeah. And I wake up at like you know it's like nine in the morning. I get up and I feel fine, but it is. I mean, just straight to diarrhea. Like just. Just I'm just shit in liquid. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck? So I get on the toilet, and my shower's right next to my toilet, and I just start projecting. Like, the second I hit the toilet, bam, projectile vomiting into yeah. my fucking into my fucking shower, and I'm just like, what the fuck's going on here? And, like, I don't feel sick at this point. And you don't like, even I feel... have your old dog, Boris, there to help you out. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Mercedes is quite interested in the puke. Oh, okay, <laughs> but, like, so, fuck, I'm, like, and I don't even feel sick, but I'm just like, what the fuck? And so that's done. And I go downstairs. And I let, you know I take a shower first, but then I go downstairs. I lay on the couch, and I grab my my big my big thing of water that I was talking about in the last episode, and uh, and I drink. You know, I just like chug the whole thing, or not not chug the whole thing, but I drink it. You know, over like twenty minutes, and that whole fucking thing comes up. Like it's just it starts coming up as I'm getting off the couch, and I run to the bathroom, and basically the second I open the door, boom! I just like projectile vomit all over my downstairs bathroom. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? And like the downstairs the- bathroom is not a good place to puke. No, because it, it. I'm assuming I mean, none it, of you or most of none of you have. Yeah, ever a few been of you have home. definitely. There's seen probably it, a few but, of you, but I also yeah. tend to assume that the vast majority of <clears throat> people that we know in person probably don't listen to our show that much. Like yeah. past when we first started. And uh, I don't yeah, blame because I wouldn't we, either <clears throat> if it was like friends yeah. of mine, but. No, I mean, I definitely got some homies that listen to every episode, and they'll, like, they'll, like, text me right afterward, like, to talk yeah, about parts of it. Yeah, I think I have two. Yeah. 
We, um, actually, we actually turned a lot of people that I work with off to our show. You did specifically <laughs> very early on in the run of this show. And <laughs> yeah. I've been, only recently have I been told that, uh, yeah, I had a couple people who I didn't realize were like staunch patriots yeah. uh, telling me my that, first that episode. they would listen to my show if I hosted it with someone else. Um, because <laughs> in the first episode, Evan refers to the, the nuclear bombings of Japan as a cowardly act, which I also endorse. <laughs> Yeah, that that takes. So does way. Oppenheimer, um, <laughs> the movie. And they were just like, "Yeah, I just I don't I don't agree with that." And I was like, "All right, fair yeah. fair enough." But yeah, <laughs> just so you know, like I, I don't know, I also agree. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So you've been canceled, yeah. sir. Yeah, I've been canceled by by the by the Newtonian hordes. <laughs> uh, but uh, regardless, uh, so like, dude, I'm like, I paint my fucking goddamn downstairs bathroom, and I still don't really like feel sick. Although it's slowly with like it was like with each vomit came like another like m- like some, the, my health meter was like draining mm-hmm. with each vomit and then finally at one point dude like i'm just like laying on the couch and my so my roommate's dog she's this uh she's a pit bull she's like 80 pounds and she's like the sweetest dog on earth and she wants to be a lap dog but again she's like 80 pounds right but she'll just like lay right on top of you and she can tell i'm like struggling so she just gets up and lays on me and just staring at me i'm like serious, please please don't lay on me and then all of a sudden, I feel it come up, but she's like on top of me while yeah. I'm laying on the couch. I'm like, get up! Get, I can't get her up in time. I just turn over and I fucking arc, projectile vomit over my goddamn coffee table, in my living room. We, thankfully, we had just pulled up the rug. I was gonna say. So it's just wood floor. Okay. Uh, cause she had an accident on it, so we had to pull it up anyway. Well, good, cause then it would you yeah. had an accident. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and so I'd like, dude, and I'm just puking all over the place, and like, find like, you know, finally I have to text Pat. I'm like, dude, I like, I can't make it today. I think I have food poisoning or something. I was hoping it would clear up by noon, but I've spent the last three hours vomiting like upwards of like ten to fifteen times. Ugh. And so at this point, I'm pretty. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna throw in the towel. Not gonna make it to the three p.m. Barbie. Yeah. And like, and then it really and then like it starts really hit me so like i'm like so fucking thirsty and i can't keep anything down whatsoever eventually my roommate comes home and he runs and grabs me some gatorades and after puking a couple more times i was able to start keeping those down but then like there's at one point like dude i was like delirious by like sunday night because i was just like i was now at this point i'm feverish yeah i'm i'm going in between like chills and like being like insanely hot and so, like, I can't get comfortable. I've got, like, restless legs going on. I'm just, like, either pouring sweat or, like, insanely, insanely fucking cold. I don't know what that's like. I'm, yeah. I'm always insanely hot and chill at, yeah. at the same time. So. Yeah, nice. But, uh, and so, like, I'm starting, like, I'm, like, going, like, delirious because of this because I'm also so thirsty and I can't eat. Yeah. And, like, at one point, my mom texts me, like, because, like, I, like, um, uh, I'd, like, mentioned to her that I was sick, whatever. And she, uh, so she's like, texting me a bunch of questions. I can't even fucking look at my phone because now my head's like feels like it's caving in. And like I, uh, so I put my phone down, and then all of a sudden I realized that I'm sitting there answering the text out loud, mumbling to myself on the couch while writhing in pain. Jesus. But like not calling her, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like I was just like deliriously like mumbling about shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah, this went on for like two days. And, and then, then uh, the and then the illness symptoms started. And yeah. So, so that was yeah. that was a healthy Evan. And then wait yeah. till you hear what it was like once he got sick. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, had a had a very bad 
couple days there. Yeah, man, that sounds awful. I Already still didn't get to see Barbie. Pat loved Barbie. He said it was great. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, listen, anybody who's <laughs> got any kind of opinion that I care even a little bit about says the movie's a good movie. Um, yeah. It's it's really funny. I, I, I've heard a few interesting negative opinions, and a lot of them you've all heard, so it's no real sense, like, getting into, right? And mm-hmm. I... I I, I, I know some of you are probably sitting at home thinking, oh, sure, sure, Evan, sure, you got sick. Are you sure you didn't just get uh, catch a little disease called... Toxic called the, the masculinity? Ben, called, called toxic masculinity, called Ben <laughs> Shapiro-itis, and yeah. you just forgot that women can get wet and decided not to go see it. Um, <laughs> no, don't worry, guys. Evan... Evan's chill. I know that no. sometimes you might wonder about him, but he's 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 cool as fuck. Yeah. So he definitely that's not it. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard a woman. My first bad take from a woman recently, um, and she was describing to the, the only the only bad take that's come out of a woman's mouth recently. It's been all it's been all smooth sailing. Uh, no, just about <laughs> about Barbie. <laughs> the only personal bad take that I've heard from a woman about Barbie. About Barbie, okay came a couple days ago when I, I overheard a woman describing like yeah it was pretty good but then it got like weird and and really like it just I feel like it made me think too much and I just didn't <laughs> like it and hell like, yeah Jesus, girl like you don't like no there is no like there aren't any like weirdo guys around for you to pull the pick me shit with like yeah. I don't know why you're doing that um and if if your take is that it made you think even a little bit, uh, I really liked Mark Marin, uh, who isn't always. I like him. He doesn't always make me laugh, but he had a good take on on Barbie, and he was like, "Yeah, I liked it, and it was cool. It had um, some really nice, like neatly packaged, basic like intro level feminist ideology." very effectively conveyed through the plot of the movie which is great i think a lot of people who don't have experience with that would benefit from that and he's like and honestly like they're not that mean to men in the movie like if you're a dude and you have a hard time taking the fucking knocks that they give us in this movie like you should probably look in your pants and make sure there's a dick in there or something like that like you're maybe not as much of a man as you think you are and uh i get it that's like gendered language but um, I, I thought it was fair because like the they really don't fucking they don't bash on the boys too hard <laughs> like they yeah. do but even like the 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 archetype character of like masculinity in the movie is like one of the most lovable characters you'll ever see so if you can't handle that I mean they play with kids gloves so yeah. I, I'm excited for you to see it I think that you'll enjoy it yeah I, I still want I want to see it in theaters so I'm gonna yeah it's it's fun you should go I mean go see a matinee or something at this point it's not I think yeah, the, I, that that was that was the one nice thing is that these were matinee tickets so they're yeah. only like 10 bucks so I didn't I didn't really miss that one too much yeah um, but I also did want to see Pat and I feel bad so if Pat I know we've talked about it, but if you're listening to this sorry bro we'll have to make more plans he texted me right before this and was like, dude, I'm not sorry, but don't give it away on air because I'm going to tell him <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, dude. Yeah. He bought it hook, line, and sinker. I was I was at Hooters. Not for the <laughs> Hooters wings, with the boys. Brother. Not for the wings, if you yeah. know what I mean. I was there for the breasts. I asked the chicken breast. single waitress to sit on my lap, and none of them did it. It, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> did I tell they you were so that, fucking that was mean. one? One interesting thing that I saw when I was in Nicaragua was yeah. that uh, there's a Hooters in Managua. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was cool. We didn't get to go. I uh, can't imagine that that would have been a great time. <laughs> Traveling all but the way it would, to it Managua been, to go to fucking Hooters, sure. dude. 
And the thing is, at, in Nicaragua, I'm sure that there's like enough financial incentive to work at Hooters that it actually is like what the advertisement of Hooters in North America wants you to expect when you go in. Mm-hmm. Like there are probably supermodels working at the Nicaraguan Hooters, you know, mm-hmm. um, instead of just like girls from your hometown who are yeah. also beautiful in every way. But, you know, well, every woman's beautiful. Cause they, of course they are. Every woman's beautiful. Yeah, man. I agree. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. So Evan was sick, and I I just didn't have enough time. It was to, a bona fide Barfo-Rama, bud. What did you say? It was a bona fide Barfo-Rama, bud. Yeah, you 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 had a case of the pukes. Yeah. Um, but so it, luckily, it was like it was like that. So like that scene from Stand by Me, except I was every single person at the pie eating contest just puking. Mm-hmm. They were all me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, great movie. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, really. I wouldn't make that up just for laughs on the show. <laughs> That's true. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, th- I don't think it would have gotten too many laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> um, that would have been so a luckily, shit tear joke, bud. <laughs> luckily, there's uh, some stuff going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're yeah, going to talk about They kept it interesting for us. heart becomes your loot What kind of player does that make you Breaking your hearts and selling them to You picked me in a pawn shop I was used but good as new Shiny as a first thing that i wanted to talk about just because this is 
developing and will likely still be developing yeah. when this show releases. Um, I think I know what you're going to talk about, in, too. in Niger, um, yeah. which I think is fascinating, and I'm sure you have some takes on that. Yeah. Um, but just the basics, I mean, for those of you who are not familiar, um, so Niger, which is uh, a West African country in the Sahel region, um, so surrounded by Mali, Burkina Faso, et cetera, et cetera, um, recently, or until recently, was sort of the last holdout bastion of, like, vehemently pro-Western um, no, there's, a, there's other pro-Western spa- states there, though. What do you say? A lot of the other states on the coast and whatnot are pro-West. But in that economic region, there's big power players, and this no. was one of the last of those large countries. If you go further down the coast, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but I'm talking about specifically the Sahel region, yeah. and there's an economic region there like that. <coughs> um, this was sort of like... The, the the last and most powerful bastion of, of Western uh, pro-Western government because in the last 10 years there have been like five successful coup d'etats in countries there most recently yeah. and notably in, in Mali and Burkina Faso yeah. um, and so there was last week uh, uh, what started as an attempted coup and is rapidly developing into a successful coup d'etat um, when yep. uh the first quote-unquote democratically elected president of of Mali, I'm sorry, of Niger, uh, a man named Mohamed Bazoum, was shot in the head by his own guards in the palace, and the military mm-hmm. coup uh, was commenced, and the country has since been seized uh, by one General Omar um, and his cadre of military leaders now this has been interesting um niger like a a huge amount of countries um in that region of africa has been under the french colonial sphere um since the uh, late 19th and early 20th century Mm -hmm. and only actually gained not true independence well (laughs) nominal independence in 1960 um but has has remained under the economic thumb of france to this day with, and with really America as it's sort of like kind of like henchmen as well, you know. Yeah, well, America that's 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 a, a fair point for all of these um, European countries that maintain strong <laughs> cultural and economic ties. Um, they maintain it with the uh, yeah with the, with the might of the yeah, United States. Backing it helps them. to have us there and have that sort of like wow. NATO alliance of countries, you know. Um, it's one of the main ways that we are able to ensure that those countries will sort of stay in lockstep when we call for things like the whatever war on terror. Um, as we say, well, hey, look, like we'll make sure that those fucking pesky Nigerians don't try yeah. to. Yeah, you'll their still government. keep getting to be able to rip them off right. for all their gold. So gold <laughs> is one thing, and uranium. Oh. There's another yep. thing that our mind extensively in Niger, and <clears throat> the flow of those is is pretty pretty one directional. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The uranium and gold mined in Niger lands overwhelmingly in the hands of the French. Now, in recent years, there have been major uh, attempts at inroad making by the Chinese government and the Russian government in Africa. Right now, Africa is 
Africa has just been getting absolutely fucking raped for its natural resources by every world since, power that's been able to do it for as long as, you know... Since the dawn of colonialism. Right. And so I don't want there to be any any misconception about, you know, the motives of those other big big countries when they go into Africa. But what's interesting is they are they are taking what seems to a lot of western nations to be a fairly radical approach meaning there's at least in these inter you know these introductory years there has been much more willingness to cooperate with um, local governments and to seed uh, profits back into the infrastructure of the countries where China and Russia but yeah. especially China develop yeah. right and they, I think that there's an understanding there that that will lead to a, a much more fruitful long-term relationship with these countries, even though you're still trying to pump them for everything they've got. If you at least let some of the fucking yeah. stuff that you're milking from there trickle back into the economy, you look better immediately than the fucking West and the United States. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, there's, you know, I, I haven't really made um, made qualms before about talking about, you know, my support of this current uh, uh, government of China, but, you know, yeah, this isn't like they're really not doing it for a moral reason, you know what I mean? There, you know, there's a multipolarity being built here, and part of that is you know turning a lot of these places towards their pole, and like you'll see, like a like Ibrahim uh, Traore, who's currently the leader of <coughs> Burkina Faso, <coughs> is going on record and saying when Russia and China come to Africa, they come as partners, you know, not right. America. Which America, when it comes there, they're taking all of your shit. And you're getting nothing, and you're gonna fucking like it. Exactly, yeah. and th and that's and that's again. It, it, I think and, you would probably yeah, and agree. You, and you see, and you see the same things being said with like, Evo, <coughs> excuse me, Evo Morales in Bolivia. Yeah, he says the same thing. Uh, Lula da Silva in Brazil, he says the same thing. Right. All of these people, like a lot of these countries that have moved away from the West and and the global South, they'll all say the same thing. China, Russia come and for decades you know back going back to the soviet union they've come as partners right. you know and, and you'll see the same thing too with you know there's still good sentiment in a lot of uh, african countries for russia because of the soviet days because of the soviet union supporting their you know a lot of their independence movements against the west of course they had an ulterior motive to do that but they yeah. still did it they still did it. There is still an ulterior motive. I think it'll be interesting oh. to look back on this in, in, you know, and I say this a lot, but, like, I'm always thinking of, like, future historians and how they'll view these events, you know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that approach from China and Russia stays the same, if it's, you know, just a current tactic to, you know, uh, lure... Um, former colonial uh, holdings away from the West, which, uh, frankly, I can't imagine is especially hard to do um, because our track record in Africa is... All is, you have to do is not kill them. Right, e exactly. <laughs> well, so that's the other thing. It's like, the bar is set so tremendously low. I mean, there's what, no bar. There's not right. even a bar. We've just gone there and, like you said, we've just raped them. Yeah. <laughs> and so any any amount of cooperation that's more than that you know, any degree of humanitarian no. um, aid or whatever that seems even slightly altruistic on the part of the Chinese, the Russian government is just immediately going to, to pull support away. So now, of course, France is is crying, uh, crying foul, um, accusing Russia of of, you know, engaging in an information war 
in the Sahel region, which of no. course, of course, they are, but um, but they're winning, right? And yeah. the fact that an, in in mainstream media, this entire coup is being treated as some sort of like dirty pool by by Russia and China to like lure like our fairly won spoils away from us is yeah. is it's, and it's, it's, if you listen to the the reports on it it's 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 so surface level like there's dude, no and, 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 the the thing that's crazy is like you can you see this and you know no we didn't get rid of slavery we just said fine we'll keep the slaves still in africa right like that uh, that's basically what the west has done yeah and like you know what i mean it's like my god like like we still, to this day, will not just leave the fucking region alone. We'll yeah. just not leave well, those I mean, fucking at, uh, poor people alone. A, when was the last time you ate a piece of Hershey's chocolate? Or any mass-produced chocolate well, product? Right now. A couple now. Of minutes ago? Yeah, yeah, you know that, that was those cocoa yeah. beans were picked by child slaves, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the way that We've these... Just, it's, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like, like I've said before, too, where World War III already happened, it was just outsourcing slavery to the global south yeah. like that was the whole purpose of the cold war and uh, and you know world war three as i think it should be understood as and and now it's just interesting to see commentators from the west you know from france from the united states etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera, pointing to this and saying well you think that you think that russia has your best interests at heart it's like nah it doesn't even fucking matter they're just slightly better than ours and like at this point doesn't matter. They don't right. want us there. They want them there. Right. How are you going to begrudge so them? So what? That? Like how? Like how? Like how do we you have know? any? Yeah, you fucking ain't right. They're playing. They're 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 engaging in an information war, and they're winning. And they're winning because the message is better for the yeah. people on the ground in those countries. Now, the other side of the coin is this: there is a long history of um, of vi of political violence uh, in 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 much of Africa, frankly, and yeah. that also has its roots in. Um, you know, colonial era partition of regions and, you know, ignoring of cultural lines, et cetera, et cetera, much like was done in the Middle East, basically just saying like, hey, you're all and from Nigeria now, you know, yeah. you're all, that's, this is a country now. Well, this know? is the Congo, this is the Democratic Republic right. of the figure Congo. it out. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, there's cultural, there's religious reasons for violence, there's political reasons for violence, and there's no reason to expect that, like, there aren't people involved in this coup probably up to the highest levels who don't have like great motives who aren't doing it for like amazing reasons yeah but i think the point that evan made is is a salient one it's like at, at, at what point do we look at it and say well it doesn't really fucking matter because they don't want us there yeah and and that seems to be kind of ubiquitous the only yeah. people that want us there are members of a sort of old guard that is is vastly unpopular um yeah. and or the people who want us to put them in power right and, you know, there, there are now talks um, between France, between the U.S. There's been posturing. My guess is this won't occur. I'm hoping that oh. this won't occur. But who knows um, about military intervention? Um, yeah. You know, I heard some reports from several French MPs where they were saying, you know, if, if, if the request came from the right channels, we would consider intervening. We'll see. Uh, who knows? But And if France intervenes, you know what that means. Whether there's American boots on the ground or not, there's American yeah. money involved. So that, you know, if France is going to yeah. go into Africa... Which means it's not going to be so good for Ukraine, because uh, then we'll have to be sending, you know, uh, some more uh, supplies of our uh, our military aid, which we've basically run out of sending to Ukraine if we have to split it then. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, it's 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 an interesting debacle. Um, and and frankly, I just think that it's it's everybody. I, it, it is it is. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry, sorry. You, you well, no, I was just going to say it's a very sort of surface level, very on the nose example of modern day imperialism at play. And no. the I just think that a lot of the things that Evan and I talk about in the past tense on this show um, yeah. are playing out in real time right now. And it's mm-hmm. very the the bringing up Ukraine is a good point because it's it's. The way that it's handled in the media is w- there's way less attempt at any kind of tact when dealing with Africa. Yeah. You know, people want to talk about all kinds of floofy ideals and things when they talk about Ukraine, right? When they talk about why we're sending money into Ukraine, why we're so obsessed with sending military aid to Ukraine, because Ukrainians are are, are white, right? Um, yeah. They're from Europe, and the message by necessity is 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 softer is is more palatable to people they don't even bother with that shit when they're talking about niger because most people don't give a fuck no. about niger i don't even know where the fuck niger they don't is. know where it is when people see nigerians they're probably as apt to think nigerians yeah. which is like a totally different part of the fucking world but yeah. it's 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 a really good opportunity i i encourage you all not because it's necessarily good journalism but i encourage you all to look up and listen to a few reports from mainstream media sources on this event like the bbc um uh fuck you you know npr but definitely like listen to like what cnn has to say listen to what the wall street journal is a good one the economist these are where you're going to hear like just right out in the open like really really yeah pretty blunt talking about you know divvying up the spoils of colonialism and why why it's unfair for me russia to try to yank our yeah. What'd you say? It was like that guy on CNN at the start of the Ukrainian war who accidentally said, it's crazy seeing this happen in a white European city. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it was that. But, yeah. but, but regardless, I also had another point for bringing up the Ukraine thing. Because I would also say, I don't think these are fucking discreet events. I, you no, know, they're, you they're see what's going linked. on in Ukraine. And then, you know, maybe that, maybe there was some, uh, push maybe a little bit by russia and china i don't know i, I don't want to say that i know that there is what in but Niger? if you see if you see the wet the waning hegemony of the u.s in ukraine and the way that a country that sided with the west in ukraine is now basically just can't exist anymore without western money all of a sudden you go oh the west is tying up a lot of a lot of resources in there so much so that they're running out of aid to send and asking other countries like colombia mm-hmm. and peru and shit to send tanks and stuff to ukraine all of a sudden all right what if we open up another little front to see how much the hegemony yeah. has waned yeah can, and that's can happening they, can here. they can they now afford? what happens when they it's split? like it's i mean like they're playing like a game ukraine. of ck3 right and a- <laughs> you always know when you've reached when you've reached like a sort of an event horizon in CK3, yeah. like so, one of my favorite CK3 runs, I ended up basically yeah. conquering two thirds of the globe and reforming Rome, all that stuff. And I reached a point. I, I just want to say, I talking about geopolitics, so and of course, bringing it to fucking paradox. But anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, they're the best. <laughs> I know. So I reached a point where I was so powerful <laughs> that I could afford to launch multiple simultaneous yeah. offensives when I was invading new, you know, it was always kingdoms yeah. or empires at that point. I was just no. carving out, I was trying to get as much as I could before the end date, right? Yeah. And the best thing that you can do is like, alright, well, you send like your main force towards the capital, of course they're going to try to stop you there, and then you just send the smaller force with all your siege engines in and just start gobbling uh-huh. up cities. They can't stop you on both fronts. And it's exactly yeah. the same thing. It's like they're testing the perimeter. Alright, yeah. look, they're, gonna, they're putting all this money into Ukraine, can they stop us if we go for fucking Niger? 
Yeah. Probably not. And if we, probably if we can turn all of West Africa into our sphere. And what is that? You know what, I mean? what is what message does that send to the rest of of West Africa? Yeah. That we're no that longer fucking, the fucking meanest dog in the fight. That the U.S. can't help you. Or, or, like or, they, <laughs> or at the very least that we won't right now. You yeah. know? We're more evenly matched than we'd like to admit. When it comes we're not to as omnipotent it. as we've uh, yeah, we uh, made ourselves out as, to be. As, as powerful as the U.S. And then, military and then, is. And, and I, and I do think that the U.S. Like, military is still the most powerful military yeah. on Earth. I think that's that's probably yeah. not for debate. But Well, it probably is up for debate, but I don't think that, that those debates yeah. are especially credible. But it's yeah, not... I mean, it, there was, there was that, that rant. We don't have the power to actually police the globe. We yeah. can't. Who could? Yeah, you know. I mean, there was the Rand report that came out that said that by 2025, the United States, uh, China, militarily, that there would not be a clear like, like a a clear path to victory for the U.S. And by 2030, there would probably be no path to victory and like a straight up confrontation between China and the U.S. Especially like in terms of China's navy as they're overhauling it. Yeah. So, well, and and again, so what you know, what's in Niger? Yeah. Bullion, yep, and uranium, yeah. But yeah, and and so you're seeing a lot of countries in South America, again, resource-heavy countries mm-hmm. that are going to that sphere because again, they have partners. They're not just being taken advantage of, right? And West Africa as well. These are very resource-heavy regions. But yeah, that's why that's why I brought up the Ukraine thing. I don't think these are discrete events. I think fucking a bell's been rung. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like okay. The U.S. isn't... We don't think they're quite... They've got the fucking balls that they've been barking that they have for a few decades now. We think that they may actually be pretty... You know, it may be possible to uh, 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 take bites out of their influence, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it is. And here's the thing. I I, want to reiterate, like, I don't kid myself, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't kid myself that, like, you know... Um, the People's Republic of China is like some like benevolent. I mean, th- th- it's 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 a world power government, and you get that way. Um, you get that way by by whether you do it in a nicer way or a you know meaner way. You get that way by by exploiting um, weaker weaker nations, right? And so I'm not making the case that like they're some like golden, you know. Um, well, I think. Well, I was just going to say, I, I, it's not that I think either deal that any of these countries are getting, like if they're choosing between the U.S. or China or Russia, is like the best deal for those countries. Let me put it that way. Because ideally, those countries would just be allowed to remain autonomous and benefit as much as possible from their own resources on their own terms. But the deals are sub- sufficiently better that it makes all the sense in the world for them to pick one direction over the well, other. Well, I'm also not thinking about turn in terms of countries like that. I'm thinking... It's a Marxist-Leninist government in China, so I support China because they're a Marxist-Leninist government, and I am a Marxist-Leninist. And I also think that there, there's um, that China's path and what they're going for is better for the international working class than, obviously, for the United States. And therefore, I think that what they're doing is better for somebody like me, a member of the international working class. So. Yeah, no, and I'm not I'm not taking a stance on that either way. And I think but I do think that it's worth looking at, you know, when you say like the deal is better, it's like, well, which is is either deal great, you know? Well, right now the United States just rapes 
the resources of the entire world yeah. and puts people into slavery for it. So any so any deal is better than that deal. But I'm just saying it's not like there well, it's I'm, not like it's Well, a I'm also saying that deal. things take things take time. Things are baby steps. Well, it's not sure. just about uh not just about what's happening right now, but you have to look at the long game that China's playing. And I think yeah. especially right now under the leadership of Xi Jinping, the goal is for uh, you know, international proletarian, you know, revolution. I, I hope so. I mean I, I hope so. I really do. I I I don't think that I've ever shared your um, optimism on that front. But I mean the longer that he's in power and the more moves that are made in that direction by his government, you know, I think that they're they're establishing a a, a track record that's you know interesting and beginning to speak for itself. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I am not, you know, one to just outright, and I'm not saying you are, I'm just, I'm speaking yeah. for myself. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to not support China, you know I mean? Like three years ago. Yeah. I think the last couple different. years, their, their PR has been very good. And again, it'll just be interesting to see what's behind that. Like how genuine that is. Um, because, you know, we've had eras of our history where our PR was a fuck ton better than it is right now. And America had moments where it looked like it could be that sort of shining city on the hill that we've always pretended we were, yeah. you know. Um, and then, it, you know, 20, 30 years later, it, it falls flat. So it'll just that, be interesting. I don't think the U.S. ever did look like that, but... I think to a lot of people it did. No, I'm not saying it looked like that to you, but I think to a lot of people well. it did. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Globally, I think to a lot of people, the U.S. looked oh, like, yeah, a, for, like a Oh, yeah, for the rest great... of the world, oh, for other parts of the world, sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had, like... You know, Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia. We still have Radio Free Asia. Mm -hmm. You know, really uh, uh, broadcasting that message. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, soon, soon the power of K-pop will destroy that. So it yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah.
Um, or Mando Pop, you know, Canto Pop. What? Uh, that's what Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's a Canto Pop guy. Really? I don't know if he still puts out albums, but you know, ja- you know, Jackie Chan's a pop star, right? Uh, I didn't know that. So you remember the movie Mulan? Uh, I've never seen Mulan. You've never seen Mulan? No, I, I never really liked Disney movies, man. That's interesting. Some of them are really good. Uh, Mulan was a fun. I was movie. never a Disney kid. I liked Jurassic Park. I liked the Lost World Jurassic Park when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, me, me too. Those were, I well, when those I was a little, like a little kid, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, it's a good-ass movie. I saw that movie not too long ago. Shit made me tear up. It's fucking, yeah. it's fucking beautiful. Um. But, uh, so, Mulan is, you know, the new Mulan I, I haven't seen, but the old animated Mulan I saw when I was a kid. And there's this famous song everybody knows. Evan obviously isn't going to know it. But let's get down to business. Right, you'll, you'll recognize it if you've seen the movie. Most of you, I'm assuming, yeah. And in China, Jackie Chan voices the male lead in the movie who sings that song. And he oh. sings his own songs in the movie. Oh, nice. And there's a music video of him singing it in Cantonese. And uh, it's just interspersed, like, clips of the movie. But then just, like, him, who at that point was probably in his, like, late 40s, maybe early 50s, just, like, yeah. doing, like, kung fu moves. Nice. And he's uh, singing the Mulan song in, in Chinese. He's a fucking huge pop star. He's, nice. he's put out, like, ten albums. He's, he's got hits, dude. Nice. And oh, here's the thing. It's not like he has some surprisingly awesome voice. Yeah. He sounds like Jackie Chan singing songs. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's it's an interesting to... thing to watch. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might be a little more cautious about stuff like that than Evan is. But I think that he's he's right um, so far. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see um, <laughs> if that course stays and i know you're hoping that it does and i I guess i am too i mean frankly ideologically i would love if that was the case i would love if china fucking works itself into like a legitimate fucking force for for true marxist leninism um globally that'd be pretty fucking sweet and you know keep playing your cards right i guess you can convince all the fucking half-assers like me yeah because all the fucking internet fucking weirdos like Evan are already <laughs> already on yeah. board. So if you could get the yeah, rest sh- of Yeah, shout out to our homie at Juji Kool-Aid, who is always on the Xi Jinping beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and what's the what's the dude's, the, the, the Twitter god, the Chinese Twitter god? Uh, oh, yeah, it's Chen Weiwa. Yeah, yeah, dude. Victims of Chen Weiwa Memorial Foundation. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's next level, yeah. man. He's I so mean, good. yeah, dude, China, and China's got the best propaganda, dude. People's Daily is, like, the best fucking... It, it is, it's just, like, a Chinese propaganda Twitter page, yeah. and it's, like, their newspaper. But it's just, like, great shit. It's just, like, red pandas, like, being fed bamboo. Yeah. And, like, it's just all, all these, like, like, cute animals, and then just, like trains and shit like that it's like dude hell yes what do you think about so speaking of there was is the best propaganda ever have you like how can you not support them have you are you familiar with the chinese zoo sun bear controversy yeah that i'm sorry dude if you think that that's a human in a bear yeah like zero percent it's it's a bear not not you not you i mean but like like dude you are like like dude like room temperature iq yeah horrible like but it's it's China's the only country in the world that would have to do that. That would have to be like no, these are bears. They're actual. They're bears. they're native to our country. Yeah, <laughs> like this would like they they just they're outside here. Not they're not really. Um, there is there is some they're, they're endangered. That there might be like fringe populations of sun bear in very 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 southern China, but they're mostly from yeah yeah like they're most they're mostly Thailand, like southeast yeah um, yeah Malaysia. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and they are endangered, so whatever. Any efforts to preserve endangered the species. Stuff. I will say Chinese zoos usually look like even whacker than ours. So I hope they yeah. fucking I hope that in the in the in the uh the course of you know, if they're not gonna just abolish zoos altogether, which they should do, uh in the course of their, you know, rapid development, I hope zoos get a little bit of that, uh a little bit of that that yeah. zhuzh. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Like, just because like zoos are like a good place for like creature to like help populations of creatures. I just think that they should be better cared. I think that better. I think that we just need to redefine what we're talking yeah. about. And I think that the concept of a zoo should should go away. Um, yeah. I think nature preserves are a good thing. Yeah, and nature I think preserves, and you could a way to you incorporate. You know, because yeah. I do think it's it's the same reason that I'll I will always love nature documentaries um, yeah. Yeah, because great they, they keep humans empathizing and interested yeah. you know and there's always conversation where like oh they, they they amp up the drama they they personify animals it's like well look if that keeps people giving a shit what happens to the yeah. flying fish then yeah. you know is it a little hokey sometimes but is it also like inherently excellent television yeah, yeah. And, and if it makes people give a shit that the polar bears don't have ice to live on anymore fuck it yeah. tell a little story you know Make it yeah. seem like you followed one polar bear around and found him catching seal. And that's seal. not just like a like ten different ones. Ten different polar bears, ones. and you filmed yeah. for a year to get the seal yeah. and all that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's whatever. Like, just suspend your disbelief and and invest yourself yeah. in the saga of the bear. Just fucking smoke a joint and look at some fucking cool animals. And so, out. if zoos, if zoos, and again, I think I do, part of this is just a branding thing. I think that they yeah. should stop being called zoos. Um, because it's Nature associated preserves. with like a theme park mentality. And I yeah, don't think that that should be a thing. And I do think that there are some animals like chimpanzees who might do fine in a true nature preserve setting, but who yeah. should not be in a zoo. Some yeah. animals might be fine in a zoo. Maybe a fucking giraffe doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? You give, give it a lady giraffe and enough fucking food and you treat it right. Maybe a giraffe doesn't give a shit, but I think yeah. chimps do. Have you ever seen chimps in a zoo? It's, yeah. it's sad. They, they remember Africa. Yeah. You know, like you can see, they're like, "Man, remember before this when, oh, this sucks." <laughs> I was I was ripping off dicks and balls and eating them with my fuck, just my my enemy. Oh, yeah, they're looking eating at the all nut the sack of my in. enemy, dude. Like, oh, I to- was eating the nut sack of my enemies <laughs> daily, and now I've got fucking Fred's grassy shit. <laughs> That's all I've got. Even if my enemies were sometimes my new girlfriend's old boyfriend's kids, they were my enemies. And <laughs> For I that day, they were my fucking enemies. Dude, chimps are the scariest fucking creatures. I, I would not... I Like, I would love to meet a gorilla. Gorillas yeah. are pretty docile. Yeah. I, you, a, a chimp, I, I don't... I don't uh, nah, man. What like, was I'm that sorry. flick? Uh, what was that Jordan Peele flick that, like, just wasn't great? And I already forget the name. Oh, uh, nope. Nope. Yeah. Um, that's gonna. That, the fact that he said that wasn't great is gonna anger a lot of people. I. 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 Uh, I as well think that it was merely good. Yeah, it was fine. And have been I, flogged well for that, no... and have been flogged for that opinion before. So really, yeah, that it wasn't great. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't for great ha- for His having the opinion that it was merely amazing. a good film. I have been flogged by who? Oh, various people. A lot of people love that movie, dude. Like yeah. not just one. Well, okay, so in my, in my, uh, you know, and I'm way less of a movie guy than you, yeah. so pardon the fuck out of me, everyone, but, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it wasn't particularly interesting or compelling. I thought the two no. leads were great. Um, Kiki Palmer fucking rules. It's well acted. Yeah. I've got no issues there. Yeah, it was a good um, movie. I thought the plot was kind of meh. And you know what? The alien looked really cool at the end, that like final yeah. vignette. I thought it had a cool Akira-inspired motorcycle slide. Um, that was neat. Yeah. Uh, but the anyway. best part of the movie to me, the part that was yeah, the most... the scary part was Scary, because it was a horror movie. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, was the chimp scene. The yeah. flashbacks and then the scene where they like really and they show the kid under the table and the yeah. dude, my heart was in my fucking throat, yeah. and I'm I don't know why that wasn't more of the movie because no. that was more compelling to me than the rest of it. So, no. but anyway, uh, speaking of animals, oh I yeah, think, okay. Uh, so Evan I think I we t- wanna I think we wanna talk about a couple of uh, yeah. special brothers. I think maybe it's time we talked a little bit about the best news story that's ever happened. So, yeah. um, hold on. Let me just uh, let me just yeah. bring oh, up you, yeah, you can read it this, time. this article I, I here because uh, this is this one's this one's good. We so, can close out the episode with this. <laughs> uh, oh my god! All right, so <laughs> there's this. I just saw a second follow-up that I want to remember to. Okay. Um, so I'll open that in the new tab. Okay, so you've probably all heard of this by now because this story yeah. came out on July 27th, and yeah. the, the event itself was was a while ago, earlier in the year. But I just want to read. I'm just going to read the whole article. I think it's not very long, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's it's very dark, but it's also super funny to me mm-hmm. and to everyone. Yeah. So hopefully you don't think less of us. It's a very left on red story. So this is a a New York Post, specifically the Post. We've talked about Mm -hmm. last episode how much we like the Post now. We're Post guys Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And uh, on episodes like this, I think we're going to start trying to find the the best Mm -hmm. New York Post articles to share with you. And so to kick that off for week two, I guess, of that. Mm -hmm. You know what? Before we do this. Uh, content warning um, for the, <laughs> yeah. the ensuing uh, segment we're going to read. Uh, we are going to discuss, um, <laughs> well, I get sexual violence uh, betwixt animals. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure and, you could call it a And graphic. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. They're not, they're not treating it that way. But, um, but it's like a natural but very brutal interaction between animals that I don't think we can hold to the same moral standard as us, but it might it be may upsetting still to trigger you. some of the same emotions. Yeah, it, it's, so. it's intense, and it might, it might uh, bother you to hear it. 38-year-old Florida manatee dies after, quote, high-intensity sex with brother <laughs> by <laughs> Catherine Donlevy. Necropsy results revealed that 38-year-old Hugh, yes, as in Hugh Manatee, died in April after succumbing to traumatic injuries caused by a sexual encounter with another larger male manatee at the facility, his brother, Buffett, as in Jimmy. One of the fatal injuries was a 14.5 centimeter rip in Hughes' colon, the USDA report obtained by ABC7 said. A fecal sample collected from Hugh after the encounter confirmed the presence of fresh blood, but employees at the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium reportedly allowed the brothers to continue engaging in, quote, high-intensity interactions and occasional penetration throughout the day. (laughs) High high (laughs) intensity interactions, like, but not quite penetration, but it was was good. Occasionally it got there. Yeah. At approximately 5.15 p.m., the larger male was observed penetrating the smaller male again. When the larger male swam away, 
The smaller male was seen unresponsive at the bottom of the pool. It was confirmed that he had passed, the USDA said. Handlers maintain that Hugh and Buffett had been engaging in consensual and, quote, natural mating behavior for two months leading up to Hugh's death. The months-long heightened sexual activity between the two brothers, the only manatees in the aquarium, was the first time the pair had been observed initiating and mutually seeking interactions from one another, Moat said in a statement Tuesday. There were no obvious signs of discomfort or distress, such as listing, crunching, or active avoidance that would have triggered a need for intervention, according to Moat. Animal keepers allowed the pair to continue necking without attempts to separate the two out of fear it would cause undue anxiety and negative effects in both manatees. Now, I'm going to shout out the post here for use of the fucking archaic 1960s necking, term yeah. necking. Like they're, back at, like they're going down to lover's to lane. To describe dude. like hardcore anal butt fucking by manatees, <laughs> dude. Like... <laughs> Wild, like hard, wild hardcore, choice of fucking words from the post. Hardcore incestuous they were, anal dude, fucking dude. Hardcore fucking brother on brother butt fucking at the zoo. <laughs> and they were necking down there like a couple of hoodlums. Yeah, they're going down the lover's lane and necking. Uh, experts tried redirecting <laughs> Hugh and Buffett's attention from one another while heavily monitoring the two. AKA, somebody was just sitting there like, Jesus fucking Christ, they're going at it again. Oh, it's man. been ten fucking minutes. That is some high-intensity butt-fucking. So... <laughs> Man, <laughs> Hugh and Buffett are just They are fucking going to town on each other's poor, shit again Poor Hugh, it's always Hugh <laughs> So on April 29th Animal staff noticed a significant change In Hugh's behavior Prompting them to collect the bloody stool sample But they did not interfere with Buffett's continued efforts To mount his ailing <laughs> brother Buffett, like, That's just the, the most like, insatiable Buffett's like, Hugh is like, brother, appetite, dude. Brother yeah. My body is broken, brother Yeah, I feel myself fading I'm yeah. sorry, brother. <laughs> but I need I got a bust. <laughs> I can't stop. Fine, it's I been 20 minutes me. since I last busted in you, okay? <laughs> Walk it off. Walk it yeah. off, you. Yeah. Uh, Moat claims its team had been adequately following oh. protocol and veterinarian advice. And that is what we will continue to strive for, serving as a gold standard for animal health and well-being, God. as we have shown throughout our history, the aquarium said. Thank you for your continued support during this heartbreaking time. Our Moat family continues to mourn the loss of Hugh, and we know you do too. Both Moat and Hugh, both Hugh and Buffett, have lived at the Moat Marine, Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium in Sarasota since 1996, and the world's only two manatees to participate in voluntary, detailed behavioral research designed to aid manatee conservation, according to the institution. And I'm sure now you can add another first to their fucking record. First brothers to fuck each other to death in public. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the the one of the best things about this is like the pictures on the article are like, you know, uh, really cute pictures of like human manatee interactions at the zoo, like you know, and manatees are just uh, the part of why this story to me is so fucking wild is because like who doesn't love a manatee? You know what I mean? Like yeah. a manatee is just a great fucking animal. I've, yeah. I've always wanted to see them. I, I almost had a chance. Uh, when I was dating my meanest ex-girlfriend, she tried yeah. to bribe me into continuing to date her by offering me a trip to Florida to see manatees. And I actually yeah. turned it down. I said no. And, uh, you know, hey, what are you going to do? 
Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's just you know, manatees are great, and it's really the idea of like there's a lot like again, chimpanzees. If someone told me that a chimpanzee fucked his brother to death at the zoo, I'd be like, I would That's believe wild, it in a but also like that tracks completely. I would believe it in a heartbeat. Yeah, no, I, no I, prob- I, I probably would not crack a smile because it would have been the most horrifying scene in history. Yeah. And they were just like, he, like forced his brother to maintain eye contact while he killed yeah. all his children and yeah, exactly. Like, just, yeah, exactly. Manatees, it's like Jesus Christ. Like, like, yeah, like how okay. the fuck did you? Fuck, man. God damn. Nothing is so okay. So I mentioned that there was another article that came up when I was uh, looking at this, and so this is a this came out um, to uh, yesterday actually. <laughs> it's a sort of sequel article. <laughs> yeah. So this is like a sequel article. <laughs> By Brooke Steinberg from August yep. 2nd. Stop calling 911 on mating manatees, sheriffs <laughs> beg. They are more than fine. Summer is heating up for Florida manatees. Oh my the God. Pinella County Sheriff's Office shared on Facebook that they get calls, quote, all the time about passersby seeing manatees by the shore clumped together. Manatee- People will call after seeing this startling sight, assuming that the manatees are in distress, but they're actually just mating. If you see this, no you didn't, the sheriff's office captioned a reel on Facebook, which shows a clump of manatees near the shore of Marvin with Marvin's gay Marvin Gaze, let's get it on playing over it. We can assure you that they are more than fine. Manatees actually mate in herds like these, and often they are near the shore. They mate all throughout the year, but generally mating herds like these are seen in the summer months. Nice uh, so basically, I, long story short, Manatees um, are fucking certified freaks seven days a week. They huh? are, but also like it's 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 funny because I'm sure that these calls are picking up after the story came out because people in Florida are like, oh my god, it's another gay There's manatee more brothers rape. fucking on the beach over here. <laughs> I can't have my kids see. It's like, dude, yeah. look, man, the manatees gotta fuck. If you want more manatees, they gotta fuck. That's how most creatures. I do mean, it on honestly, Earth. this is the this is the zookeeper's fault for having only two manatees, both boys, and having them be brothers. Yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah. bust sometimes. Well, and it's also just like another argument for not having creatures in such small enclosures because it's like yeah. it happens to people too. You put a bunch of bunch of people in a prison, freaky shit starts happening. People go nuts, yep. and uh, I don't know. Happens to manatees too, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you leave them in there long enough. They've it's been there since 1996. Experience. They've been there yeah. since 1996 without getting any nookie. <laughs> Yeah. At some point, at some do you think, point, do you think they finally had like a manatee conversation where Buff- Buffett just goes up to Hugh, and he was just like, "Listen, Hugh, I'm bigger than you. I, all I, I haven't can busted, think of, I haven't busted regular type in a couple decades. So you and me, we're gonna fuck, and um, that's just how it's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I just keep thinking of um, remember the Booty Warrior." No. You've definitely seen this. I'm going to find it, and I'll play it for uh, you. Uh, and then they end up... It's a real guy, but then they, they famously... They <laughs> famously spoofed him on uh, on The Boondocks, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Fleece Johnson, the booty warrior. But when Lockup visited Kentucky State Penitentiary, we met Fleece Johnson, a longtime inmate who practices a very different kind of homosexuality. But we have sexual desires, right? So you got a bunch of men locked up in one place. All of them get hard. All of them's horny. All of them got sexual desires. So what are they going to do? You won't let them have a woman 
they going to have each Somebody's going to have to give us some booty. And it's just that simple. <laughs> the most uh, memorable story that Fleece told us was about the place and importance that booty has in a maximum security penitentiary. And he went on about it and on about it. In his prison, booty. Booty was uh, <laughs> more important than food. Booty. A man's butt. A man's butt. <laughs> it was more important. I'm sorry. It was more booty, having some booty, was more important than drinking water, man. I like booty. Johnson went on to tell our crew how he used to satisfy his sexual desires, especially during the 1970s and 80s, when he was most active and prison security was more lax. When I see one, and he looks good to me, when I go see him, I say, you come here. As I'm telling you what, uh, I like you, and I want you. And uh, uh, we can do it the easy way out of the hallway. So the choice is yours, right? And it was always yes. Dude. Uh, and then it ends with the guy saying Johnson even let our camera crew knew that <laughs> 20 years ago he would have tried to rape them. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. So, but yeah, the booty warrior, Fleece Johnson. The choice is yours. We can do this the easy way. Oh, the hard way. And that's how I envision uh, Buffett approaching Hugh. I like you, and I want you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All um, right. So, I think that uh, I think that should about wrap it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an hour. That's an hour yeah. right there. Um, well, thank you guys so much uh, for listening, as always, to Left Unread. Um, yep. I'm Cam. This is Evan. We're happy mm-hmm. to have had you here in our beautiful home. Uh, and we hope Sit that you'll please them. join us again sometime. Continue to, uh, you know, smash that like button. Uh, smash follow. that motherfucking like button. <laughs> Subscribe. Review. Hit that motherfucking review. Um, share with your friends. And uh, I will make no more promises about when we'll have things ready for you and uh so that you know i can't break them i'll just i'll be your deadbeat dad uh and we'll see you guys next week or whenever sometime there'll be more left unread we're not done with the show (laughs) yeah so uh thanks for tuning in guys we'll see you next time bye
walking down your street again Past your door I guess you don't live there anymore It's years since you've been there And now you've disappeared somewhere I got a space You found some better place And I miss you Some 